Hello, this is Danielle Gaudet. Courtney Lindop. Linda Yunjin. And you're listening to the For a New Humanity podcast from Earth Management TV. Today's topic is how can we create a better planet? Yeah, so I know some of you guys out there might be wondering, is it really possible to turn things around at this point? Like, we know how bad it is. There's wars going on. Um, People are not treating each other kindly. I live in Boston. The driving scene is not very good. I think it's very easy for a lot of us to just give up hope that it's not even possible to create a better planet. We've kind of come too far. Yeah, and I kind of... You know, I see how people can think about it that way because also the climate, you know, we all we hear on the news is the climate is getting worse and the environment is getting worse and it's all just bad, 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 bad. So I definitely get what you mean by is it even possible right now at this point in our history to turn it around? But I personally, maybe another way to kind of like look at this from like another perspective, because of course there are people who are going to think that way, but then Let's try to pull our thinking to another way. So how I think is, despite what's going on around in the outside, sure, it might look hopeless and bleak on the outside, but I think what's more important is what I choose to do. Because no matter what's happening out there, I always have a choice of, do I take actions and thoughts that contribute to the problem? So I make the problem worse and... I perpetuate the problem or even though that might be the easy route and it might be the instinctive route to perpetuate the problem, do I wake up in the moment and say, actually, it doesn't matter what's happening outside. I still have the power to choose something else. So I choose the other way that lessens the problem. So I think it's about that conversation. What do I choose to do? Do I make the problem worse gradually or do I decrease the problem gradually through my actions and behavior and do something that's good for the earth. And Mm -hmm. maybe even speaks to the the danger of hopelessness. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point. I I keep thinking about, as we're talking about this today, like my, my younger self, I had, I had no hope. I mean, that was a huge issue and very, very difficult time of my life where I felt severe anxiety and worry about the state of the world. It started in college. Like the more information I was exposed to, the more I was like tumbling into a hole of fear and sadness about the planet, about deforestation, you know, loss of species. And then, but shortly after that, there was a shooting, like One, if you just start looking, if you just start listening, it's just really easy to go into darkness. So I was in darkness for a long time and kind of to your point, ask myself like, well, what, what should I do? I got to do something. I got to participate in, in bettering this in some way. But I also felt completely stressed out and blocked about what to do for a long period of time. I felt torn and pulled like, Oh, I really care about trees. You know, I have a huge passion. So I got to go and, you know, work on deforestation. And then it was like, oh, but children who are starving over here, that's so awful. What should I go there? Should I just 
go do, you know, Peace Corps work or something. And then it was like, but the, the oceans, like maybe I should invent, you know, I, my heart was aching for, for whales and dollars. And everywhere I turned, I felt pulled. So it wasn't until I was sort of first introduced to the topic of consciousness. I know we talk about consciousness a lot here, and I can't help but bring it up right now because truly, I look back on that time in my life, and it was when I really, not just introduced, but there was a moment where I felt the power of it. I really felt it, and I felt, oh, consciousness is the hope for me, that we are all affecting each other by our own consciousness. We can influence each other with consciousness. Just really small example about this would be if I'm feeling really down and depressed and I go into a space where, let's say there's several people who are just truly positive, bright, loving, being very loving and kind, very peaceful human beings, I would feel better. I was experiencing that at that time of my life. Oh, my, my mood changes. My energy changes. Same if I'm in a good mood and I go somewhere, like a family gathering or something, and everyone's kind of negative and sort of angry, kind of grizzly and sort of dark and talking about bad news. Even if I was up, I start going down. So I started to really see the power of consciousness and really feeling the power that each individual has. And that was the first time when hope came back to my heart. So I feel like as we talk about this, I can see my own journey. And I'm really glad to be sitting here feeling like there, there is hope. And I think hope really starts with consciousness for me. And then from our consciousness to our actions. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I mean, my my passion was animals growing up too. So I became a vegetarian when I was like nine. And like you, you get you can get discouraged so quickly. Like, is it really making that that big of a, a difference? And then I, I I'd hear about animals getting hurt, and it would like break my my heart. So I just didn't want to think about it at all. So I had a similar kind of experience when I was introduced to you know yoga and meditation, and I learned about consciousness. And it's like, oh, this might be a very sustainable way uh, of making gradual change and it's rooted in what we've already talked about before the the awareness or the awakening that we are interconnected and that interconnectedness is not just the words that we're speaking from our mouth it, it's the energy or energy and consciousness could be kind of used in the same terms here it's the way we feel when we're around other people that affects others around us and and beyond Right, right. So we're we're interconnected, not just physically, right, but energetically and emotionally, and through consciousness, we're interconnected. So um, sometimes the physical world looks really bleak, but but the, there's huge hope still in what we can't see because of that interconnectedness. I feel. Yeah. So you know, we talk a lot about consciousness on our channel. And um, it might be one of those things that like people think it's like new agey and hoo-ha. But I think just in simple terms, consciousness term is like how bright your mind is, right? How bright your brain is in your thoughts and actions. 
So the reason why we talk about consciousness a lot and kind of tying it into this topic of how to create a better planet is how bright your mind is operating is the root of what drives your thoughts and actions and behaviors, right? Like you even know this in your own daily life. If your mind is in a dark place, in a negative place, it's impossible for me to smile. You know, there's actions that naturally follow, thought processes that naturally follow when my mind is in a dark place versus actions and thought processes and my perceptions of the world that naturally follow when my mind is operating from a bright place. So that's why we talk about consciousness a lot. It's the, ma- it's the amount of brightness that your brain is operating from. And I think the reason why we tie it all in like that is because that truly is what drives change and action in our behaviors that directly affect the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So how we create a better planet, it starts with believing that we can create a better planet and then knowing that not just our actions, but our energy affects each other too, just like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's like the, so the internal, that's what I hear you saying when they're like the internal environment is so important and it starts there. And then naturally that's going to create a more positive external action. Everything from, yeah, with maybe what group I want to support or how I want to help the the planet, that's sort of a, a, ma- a big action, like a macro action. But like, there's also kind of a mini tiny action can just be, how am I going to treat the people around me, my friends and family, my community, even strangers? How am I going to interact with the world? Am I going to be kind? Am I going to have empathy? Am I going to express some sort of, you know, just kind of a, a loving gratitude as I interact with the world? Or am I just in a bad mood today, I you know, I can I can put dark ripple out there or I can put a bright, loving ripple out there. Right. And energy doesn't lie, too. We can't mask it if we're walking around with a big kind of fake smile and we're trying to be as nice as we can, but it's kind of this tight and this squeezed and yeah, robotic kind of thing. People can feel that. Right. So we think we can try to, to hide it, but but we really can't. And that's why that that looking inward or that inner cleaning is really important. Like, are you actually feeling bright? Are you actually feeling joyful? That's what you're really putting out. Um, it, it start. That's like the root versus just what I'm kind of painting on my on my face or the the words that are just coming out of my mouth. Right. So when we talk about this about making a better planet, I really feel like that's the most important thing. It has to start there. It makes me think of this quote. By, by a man named Gus Speth. Have you heard of Gus Speth before? He's an environmental lawyer. No? I heard about him like many years ago, and I, I heard this quote that he said. I think he's the person who co-founded the National Natural Resources Defense Council. Yeah, NRDC. But anyway, he shared this quote that always touched me. So I have it here. I'm going to read it to you guys, okay? I used to think the top global environmental problems were biodiversity loss, ecosystem collapse, and climate change. I thought that with 30 years of good science, we could address these problems. But I was wrong. The top environmental problems are selfishness, greed, and apathy. And to deal with these, we need a spiritual and cultural transformation. And we scientists don't know how to do that. 
Wow. Yeah, I know. Isn't that such a powerful quote? Wow. Super humbling for it to come out of the mouth of a scientist too. No, right? And it's it touched me so deeply because that's the inner environment, right? The selfishness, the greed, the apathy. We have to shift. And then kind of what you said earlier, Courtney, it starts with believing that we can make a better planet and hoping and then shifting my inner environment. Yeah. This is yeah. the transformation we need, right? Right. And that that's the root. If we can kind of heal the root or, or kind of create that kind of real, genuine feeling of hope and 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 kindness, uh, that's where the change is gonna ripple out from. Yeah. Danielle, your your quote reminds me of uh Wes Jackson. You guys have probably heard this before too. He says the deterioration in the environment of our planet is an outward mirror of our an inner condition. So like inside, like outside. And that's part of the great work. Yeah. I'm right. getting chills, guys. This is like the essence of what we talk about on Earth's Management TV. And it's it's really true that beyond all these like systems and outside things that we tend to focus so much of our attention on, like we have to think a little bit deeper, like, yes, the the climate is changing, but who caused that climate change, right? That's the root of it. And that's human behavior, human choices that caused those climate changes. Who caused the ecological de- like decline, collapse? Human beings, our behaviors caused the ecological collapse, right? So going deeper rather than looking outside, going inside and seeing that it's our actions that determine that, I think is such a powerful thing. So it seems like from our conversation to tie it all back in is that first and foremost, it creating a better planet starts with us believing that it's possible. I think that's the first kind of hurdle that we have to come over. A lot of people get stuck in the like, it's not possible. There's no hope. I don't need to do anything. But first, seeing that it is possible. And then after seeing that it is possible, that it is my responsibility as someone who lives in this planet, lives in this house that we call Earth, that I have a responsibility to take action to make it work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to create and to start creating that better planet that we all want, no matter what background we come from, we all want a better planet. That it doesn't start with anything, fixing anything from the outside world. It truly, if we truly want to get to the root of the problem, rather than bandaging from the outside, we need to take a real good hard look at ourselves and see what problems do I still carry within me that may be contributing to not doing as good for the planet as I want in my intentions. And that totally makes sense to me. And that really resonates with me because as we've been saying, like, and what the quotes that you guys have been sharing have been saying is how I feel on the inside, how bright my mind is, what kind of state of mind and being I am in truly determines how I treat people, how I treat the planet, how I think about the planet, how I think about myself, how I think about life. It ripples effects into everything. And you times that by 8 billion and you wonder why the earth is going at a certain direction that it's going. Exactly. And Danielle, you said something last week that it takes a certain willingness to do that, to do that kind of that inner work. And then just to connect it back, like Linda, you just said the hope needs to come first. So in order 
I think you you do. You need to have the hope first in order to kind of create the willingness to do that that inner work. So hope is really is key. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing how important you are, you know, a billion, like each, every one single person who finds that hope, who makes that choice, who has the willingness to do the difficult work of self-reflection, self-awareness, looking inward, cleaning up whatever, you know, negativity I might be. And it doesn't mean everyone has to be just positive all the time. I always feel cautious when we talk about this kind of thing, because it doesn't mean anyone should be hating themselves for having a bad day. We all go up and down. We all have the entire range, you know, of emotions inside. It's just about self-awareness. And I think, yeah, like last week we talked about ownership, just owning where I am today. And do I want to stay here? Is it good for me? Is it good for others? Is it good for the planet? Because recognizing my own value, I'm that important. Each one of us is that precious. If I make the choice, if I make the change, I'm putting out another energy today. I'm creating a different, like a bright consciousness for myself and others today. So anyway, this makes me think of our call to action, which we always talk about at the end of each week. And I know we are focusing on Earth Hour, which is very important time for us to connect with ourselves and think about the Earth. But this week, I want to just throw a little curveball, suggest something different as a call to action this week, because everything that we're talking about here is making me think of the New Humanity Pledge. And I don't know if those who are listening have heard of the New Humanity Pledge before, To learn more about it, you can go to www.newhumanitypledge.org. And we also have a video, I think, on Earth Management TV, the YouTube channel, right? Explaining more about what it is. So the reason why I'm thinking of it today is just because the New Humanity Pledge sort of addresses a lot of what we're talking about here. It's talking about inside, kind of, you know, it's using this word pledge. Well, what it really means is just making a commitment to yourself as being part of making a better planet, like creating, co-creating this better world together. And it looks at things like looking at your inside and what you're going to do to take care of your inside, as well as small actions that you'd like to take, reminding yourself to kind of wake up each day and remember the important role you have and actions you can take. It kind of looks at this whole spectrum of what we're talking about here. So if anyone feels inspired, and wants to take a small action, you're welcome to go and look at the pledge and take the pledge if you like. If it feels like, sometimes it can feel like, where do I start? And if that feels like, oh, I could start there today. I know when I first wanted to start doing more actions, I was interested in plastic conservation. And I was like, where do I start? Where do I start? So I looked up companies. I found a company that was you know, focused on plastic conservation, I decided to go, oh, I'm going to support them. I'm going to get on their mailing list. I'm going to listen to what they have to say more and educate myself. So sometimes if you're just looking for a place to start, newhumanitypledge.org is a great place to go. Read it through. If you feel it, you can join and you can take the pledge. Yeah, we encourage you to take the pledge because it's just simply 
a gathering of people who agree that this idea of creating a better planet is possible and that you like and want to contribute to making that idea a reality and to place the planet as a priority. I think real hope starts with seeing and gathering more and more people who think like that, right? And to see that not everybody is committed to doing harm for the planet. I know nobody consciously commits to do harm, but you know what I mean by like committing to take their convenience and their comfort over the well-being of the planet. But just seeing like, you know, other people are out there in the world, like Argentina, Europe, Africa, like New New Zealand, Australia, all corners of the world who are saying, you know what, like I'm doing my little part over here in my corner of the world taking care of the earth and being mindful of my actions, I think seeing that gives us great hope and a great place to start and knowing that we can indeed create a better planet for all. Yes. Yeah. And there's power in numbers too, right? I think actually the pledge is now in 15 different languages. Yeah. Lots of languages. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's it's nice. I I like the way you said that, Linda. It's really nice to know that other people do care um, because sometimes we do feel a little bit on an island um, with these kind of viewpoints. So so please check that out. Again, there is a full explanation video on our YouTube channel, EMTV. So you can uh, you can learn a little bit more about it there. And thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope these conversations are very useful to you. Next week, we're going to be talking about we are Earth citizens. And what does that mean? Who who can be an Earth citizen? And, and what do they do? Earth citizen, Earth citizen. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little bit down that road, doesn't it? Um, So thank you all for taking your time. We will see you next week. Thank you. See you Uh, next time.